0: Welcome back, everybody, to the DCL Duo podcast. And this evening, we are really excited because tonight we're going to be talking about cruising on DCL and Facebook groups and fish extenders, which is a fairly unique thing for Disney Cruise Line. But before we dive into the topic, I want to welcome Rainy and Robin to our show. Welcome, guys
1: hi hi thanks
0: thanks. oh we're really excited to have you and so before we dive in we usually like to ask our guests sort of about their their disney backgrounds and so um robin why don't we start with you like how did you get into disney and disney cruising and you know what's your family's connection back with the the parks the cruise lines all that sort of stuff
1: my parents took us to disney world back when i graduated from high school for the first time and and i guess i just got the Disney bug back then and then um, my husband and I went on our honeymoon to Disney World and then we didn't do anything until we had kids and I guess when my son was around six my daughter was four we took them to Disney World for the first time and then we started planning for a Disney cruise that was 2007 as we went on our first one and it was Gosh, it was on the magic and it was a seven night, one of the Caribbean ones. I don't know. And then we went the next year. I love, love Disney World. I went for my fortieth birthday with some girlfriends. My husband prefers the cruising because he doesn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> they take you places. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rainey, how about how about you?
1: Um oh, I grew up
2: in Washington State. So I went to Disneyland growing up and then I moved out east for college and I just have stayed. When my kids were I I and I think my mom says I always loved Disney, but I think I probably like repressed it a little when I became an adult and then when I had kids I took we took them to Disney World a couple of times and my husband really wanted to take a cruise and I was scared to death that one of my kids would jump over the side (laughs) and it took me like two two years of like calling them and researching it to realize like how tall the railings were and the plexiglass and um, he finally booked us on a cruise and it was supposed to be the one and done you know the the vacation of a lifetime. And at that point, I don't think Facebook was such a a big thing. So I was on the Discord, and I found somebody lovely who wrote me a whole novel about all of her tips and tricks. And I, I printed it out and I carried it around like the Bible and something happened on that cruise. I don't know if it was being disconnected, if it was reliving all of the childhood feelings of how Disney makes you feel. But I remember in that last night, it must've been the farewell show when when Tinkerbell is floating around and I really, I was like in tears and I felt I could fly. I like really oh. got off that ship feeling like I could fly. And the best way I always describe it to people is like when you, your computer's running slow and you turn it off and you let it rush a while and you turn it on and it's faster and it's fresher and it's better. That's how I felt when I got off about a month later, I said to my husband, I'm not done with Disney cruising. And he said, well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a cheap thing to do. You you know, my daughter was going to kindergarten. He goes, well, get a job and you can use that job to put it toward another cruise. Well, little did he know (laughs) (laughs) I became a, a substitute teacher and, um, I work quite a lot because that's what
3: it's going to. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. So why don't Robin, why don't you tell us how the two of you met? We met, my first group that I
1: admin. we met, it was, it was July of 2011. We did a cruise, I think it was only a five-night, and we had this awesome, awesome Facebook cruise, and I want to say that's when I probably started getting into Facebook grouping mm-hmm. for cruises. We met there. We had a great group of people for that one, so that's when we met.
3: Cool. And did you meet on board on that cruise? We actually met in the terminal. I think we were both standing in
1: the kids club line to get their little GPS track. It was like a hospital bracelet with a GPS tracker on
0: it. It sounds like a home arrest bracelet for kids. Uh, (laughs) Well, so let's dive into the topic. Um, I think we need to describe for folks because there's going to be folks listening to us who haven't been on their first Disney cruise yet, may not sort of be aware of this. Rob and Rainey, do you guys want to describe to folks kind of what these groups are and kind of what their functions and and, uh, purposes are?
2: Um, I can do that if you want. Sure. Go ahead. Okay, so if you want to think about an, an umbrella, there are some umbrella groups that are big for Disney cruising on Facebook. There's Disney Cruising Group, there's Disney Disney Cruise Junkies, there's Disney Cruise Line, there's various groups that people flock to in order to find information about Disney cruising. And what has kind of come out of those, if you now go down the umbrella to the spokes, are the different groups for each cruise. And that's when people are getting together and they're getting to know people on board. And It, it depends on the group, how much they're sharing. It can be anything from just, we're on this and we're looking for tips and tricks. There are definitely people who join these groups who never post anything. They're just there to just kind of get information. There are people who are oversharers.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are people who really, like a lot of times what I've seen is people who want their kids to have pre-made friends before they get on the group. Mm-hmm. And that has spawned meetups, that has spawned pen pal groups, that has spawned Snapchat groups. And so those allow people to take their creativity and make their cruise into kind of another dimensional experience instead of just being at their their travel party alone. And it allows people to to virtually get together first and get to know each other. And I will say, having been on a cruise where I didn't really know a lot of people and been on cruises where I did, it's much better to have some people you really know because you're, you're now in a neighborhood as mm-hmm. opposed to a big city
3: yeah that's a great explanation and i always run into people i know from the group
2: places on the cruise whether it's in line for the shows always in the adult pool always 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 in the
4: adult <laughs> pool you run into somebody you
2: know so and definitely in the terminal i don't think there's ever been a time where i haven't met somebody in the terminal you know we knew of each other from the cruise group
0: mm-hmm. and, and now how many of these groups have you guys administered across you know across the years you've been cruising
2: we just figured this out i think this is my seventh that i'm in right now
1: I think this is my sixth that I'm doing right now.
0: And, and that you're running the group or that you're just participating in?
1: That I'm running. I And I can't remember if the first one from 2011 that Rainey and I were on was my first one that I was in, but ever since then, I've been at least in a group. Me too. This is, and this it's is the, the
2: seventh thing, one it's I've a, run, but the,
1: I think it's the 10th fish extender I've run. So I, I'm actually in a group for a cruise that I'm supposed to be taking this fall, and it's not very chatty and it hasn't been very chatty. And right now I think it's um, not, very chatty, except for, do you think we're going to cruise? Right, <laughs> <laughs> That's a
3: good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And I'm that, not, and I'm not getting in that rabbit hole. I'm just like, whatever. That's interesting. Yeah. We are in a, a Facebook group. We're actually in two Facebook groups right now. One for, we were supposed to be sailing out of um, Dover. So the UK cruise this September. Okay. And um, there's a lot of talk about whether or not it's happening and, and there's a lot of posts about people canceling and rebooking so that that but it doesn't seem to be quite that active other than that
0: it was really active beforehand i found that group particularly useful because it's our first time cruising outside the united states and we've traveled outside the united states quite a bit Mm -hmm. i know how to go to london london's one of our favorite places but i don't know how to get from london to so the cruise terminal in Dover, I found our transfer there. I found, you know, some ideas for things to do and, you know, that sort of stuff. So it's it, it it's been super helpful because there are local cruisers to the UK who are in that group helping out the folks coming from abroad, and so that's right that or means-
3: or others who have cruised out of Dover before and, yeah. um, you know, Americans who have cruised out
0: of Dover. What pushed each of you over the edge for to go from I'm gonna participate in this thing to I'm going to to run this thing, which in my mind, that's a that that doesn't seem like an insignificant undertaking. So I'm just curious what what made you decide I'm gonna I wanna run one of these.
2: My general I mean, thing I, is I like to do the fish extender. And usually when you do the fish extender, they ask you to do admin also because mm-hmm. then you're kind of knowing the stuff behind it. And then sometimes it's easier, like at this point, you know, when you run enough of them, you have stuff that you can you can use again. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You learn from your mistakes. Like we, every time we've done a group, you know, you learn this worked and that didn't work. And you, you, you keep seeing the same people running groups each year because they're just, they're so used to how to do
3: it. Before the Southern Caribbean with you guys, I hadn't seen somebody do the fish extender sign up the way you did it, which was through like a Google docs questionnaire. I'd seen other people just do it via a You know, a spreadsheet where everybody had to fill in their own information. I thought it was much more efficient the way you had it because then you had all the lists in a centralized location, and people couldn't mess with the spreadsheets. So, (laughs) yeah.
4: (laughs)
2: Well, um, yeah. So we used to do it like that. One of the things that
3: you know, I'm also a teacher,
2: and so it's the internet. And what used to make me a little bit uncomfortable was being asked to put you know kids' names, ages, and then their locations Mm -hmm. in a And even though it's a private page, it's still a a public forum and you really don't know the people who are in there. And so even if they are sailing, it made me uncomfortable to see, you know, okay, well, everybody knows where the kids are and what their names are, Mm. you know. And so for me, I thought it was best to keep it off, off Facebook.
3: Yeah. No, that's a really good point. So let's back up because we haven't even talked about what a fish extender is. Um, if you, if you want to give sort of a one fish extender 101, what are fish? Uh, Brian and I know what they are, but some of our listeners may not. So
2: so outside of each cabin on a Disney cruise, there's either a seahorse or a fish ornament, and it's actually a hook. And what it's really used for is when Disney has to leave you messages or when your dry cleaning is there, or they're leaving you a package, they put it on the hook. And you go, it's kind of like a message locator. And many, many years ago, before I was really into cruising, somebody on the boards, which is um, another interface like listserv, I guess I wouldn't I don't know exactly what that board is called. They started doing like a secret Santa type program where people would give each other's cabins and everybody would know in the group whose cabins were where and they would put these pocket holders outside of and hang it on the fish and people who put very little trinkets in. And it was a very simple, very inexpensive way to, you know, give some magic to kids. And if the best part about the fish extender is watching the kids' faces when they come back and there are these (laughs) unexpected gifts.
0: Our sun checks, checks it every time. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah, every time. And, or you hear somebody outside your door and you wait the couple seconds till they go and then you run out and get like, mm. it's so nice. And it's just a way to add some magic to people's days. And that's how it started. And then progressively through the years, it's kind of moved away from that little magic trinkets into kind of a bigger thing. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest fish extender I was ever in had 55 cabins.
4: Oh
3: my God.
2: And it was awesome because you, you know, you weren't spending hours and, you know, so much money on each cabin. It was little things and it was a really neat experience, but it's kind of grown into a bigger thing. So now generally what you'll find is people pre-organize groups of about 10 to 11 cabins that they exchange with and it's gone from just exchanging whatever you want to making personalized things or things with group logos like robin mentioned before and there are other kinds of exchanges also that people have organized like magnets and ornaments and recipes and all kinds of one all kinds of different exchanges that people get categorically into i only do fish extender i only have so many suitcases
3: Yeah, the magnet one is another fun one. I think that has become more popular because a lot of people uh, that cruise on DCL decorate their their doors I've with seen, magnets.
0: I've seen family ones, I've seen kid ones, magnets, ornaments, recipes. I think I saw drink recipes one time on a cruise. I also love, frankly, that this has now grown into if there are kids who are doing a like a Make a Wish trip on a Disney Cruise Line, the people yes. participating in the Fish Extender groups usually try to find out who those kids or their cabins are so that they can just bring extra stuff and just really shower them with, you know, fun little things to remember the cruise from. So it, it's a great thing that's grown out of it. it I, I will say lots of controversy surrounding fish extender groups out there. So um, I don't I don't know if you guys want to comment on any of that, but I, you know, I think that there, there, there is a bit of controversy that exists out there.
2: There is. I mean, I, I, I usually handle the fish extender, Robin, I don't think you're that into it. Mm-mm. But one of the reasons is because there's sometimes some controversy, it, some people really view it as a big spending thing mm-hmm. or it, that it has to be more or bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think the key thing there is to manage expectations mm-hmm. and that you sh- your main goal is to give something you would enjoy getting. Because what I really don't want to see afterwards is we come home from the cruise and anybody saying, well, you know, I got this and I gave up everything else, you know, like, this is the deal. You could get
3: anything and just be happy. Right, right. There are people who complain because they got stuff that came clearly from the dollar store versus they might have given something that was like embroidered blanket or something like that it was clearly a much more expensive I, gift. I but.
0: actually saw an interesting way around this in one of the cruise groups you we were in on I think it was a cruise we ended up having to not, we we couldn't take it, but somebody sort of said, hey, let's do the regular fish extender groups. But there are people out there who really want to give and get more Then we'll do kind of a higher end fish extender exchange. Kind of
3: a luxury fish extender versus a regular fish fish extender. That's
0: fine. That sets an expectation and a tone and, you know, that sort of thing. So. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. And I think they did them. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think they did smaller groups for the, for those ones or.
0: Well, for the, the, what I liked about our Dover cruise, the group that we crews were not taking the group we're in is that the admin there had sort of said, hey, why don't instead of groups of 10 cabins, we're going to do groups of five because we've got lots of people traveling in from
3: abroad, over, yeah.
0: overseas and abroad and the luggage requirements and all that sort of stuff. Let's make life a little easier for ourselves. And
3: Right. And if you look- wanted, you could join more than one group. So you would still, yeah. you could still exchange with. 10 cabins, or you could just exchange with the five.
0: Going back to the Facebook groups for a second, which the fish extenders are run out of those. How far out do you guys have to actually start a group? I mean, it seems like you'd have to you'd have to start it based on when the itineraries are released almost to make sure that you don't have like two or three groups floating around out there.
1: <laughs> well, usually if I know that, like if Disney opens up a cruise, uh, a booking for a certain level whatever level you are usually if I know I want to do something that far in advance I'll book it that first day and then immediately look to see if there's a if there's a group mm. and if there isn't I'll just start one so the, the I think though so, that 11 night I did I booked it the very first day I could book it and started the group the very first day you know as soon as I booked it
4: mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think, 90, was, I think I joined like that day. Rainy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said the same thing. She was like, I'm thinking, of, and you're on this. And I was like, yeah, I am. Let's do this together.
3: <laughs> nice, nice. Do you sometimes see where there's more than one group out there? I think we were on, I can't remember which one it was. There was one where two groups ended up merging into one.
1: I have heard that. I haven't um, did a, a Christmas cruise one year and there were two groups, but I think it was because the second group, the guy just wanted it to be a public group for like his family or something like that. And nobody ever really posted. It was mostly for him posting it. So I've never I, I read, you know, if I read with people as you know, oh, there we've asked the other admin if you want to merge. And sometimes it's worked out okay and sometimes it hasn't. I mean you get you certainly can get some people who are very controlling. <laughs>
4: mm.
1: Well I think with these groups it runs
2: everywhere from very authoritarian ways of running the group to very laissez-faire where like anything goes I think the two of us are kind of in the middle you know we're kind of streamlining it but you know you can do what you want so long as you don't upset anybody
1: (laughs) right right (laughs) and I think that even if somebody gets upset we're like okay but are you upset because they said something that was truthful and you didn't agree with it or are you upset because they called you a name I mean you know (laughs) one we might be like you know maybe it's okay you know nobody there's no name calling right So maybe you need to just
3: calm down. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, to be fair, you're going to get people who disagree, right? If somebody asks for your opinion on Paulo, yes or no, I want, should I go to Paulo, right? You're going to get some people who definitively say you absolutely should and you're going to get some other people who say, no, it's not worth the, the, you know, the upcharge or whatever. Of course, Brian and I have strong opinions. Paulo is always a yes. but, um, I agree. but <laughs> Always a brunch yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. yes. agree. And if you can go six times, go six times. <laughs>
0: six I love brunch. Exactly. <laughs> Just bring stretchy pants.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we totally agree. But but I can understand the other side of the coin. And I, I you know, if somebody disagrees with me, that's okay. We can well, agree to disagree.
0: It's a good point for everyone listening that like we're joining the Facebook group to have fun on your Disney cruise is not required. Most things are optional. Yeah. It's not required. Right. And if you're in the Facebook group and you don't like people, what people are saying, or how they're approaching it
3: scroll on by
0: yeah just leave like that's (laughs) uh, that's you know so i yeah i i've been in a few facebook groups where i found them to be a little less helpful and i just stopped paying attention to them at some point so yeah yeah
2: i think regarding the the two groups merging that i actually've never been in that kind of situation where i've merged with another group but i based on just when i have co admin the admins are doing so much work off of the actual page that i would think it'd be super helpful to have somebody that you you see eye to eye with and you get along with and and you know that th- having the same goals because i can see if you get admins of very different ideologies that that could cause its own kind of conflict in a group
3: oh sure yeah i've i mean i've seen that in other in other facebook groups where there is um where members have conflicts between one another and the admins it's very obvious that one admin thinks it should be handled one way and a different admin thinks it should be handled a different way. So it, I'm sure it's helpful to have that pre-existing relationship between the two of you and, and to also have a similar philosophy of, of how the group should be run.
0: So what, what are some of the more effective things you've seen come out of the the Facebook groups?
3: I think our cruise
2: was the first one I saw people giving up, like a dedicated place for people to give up and others to grab activities.
1: Yeah. I, I thought that quite. was really good. I think the, the one we did last year too, that I found really fun was when we did the bracket and I hadn't done that before. And that really, we did two of them because the first one was so successful. I was like, well, let's do another one. We don't have that much time and I'll consolidate the second round, but we could let's do it. And it was, and it did certainly sparked a lot of conversation that didn't necessarily have <laughs> something to do with the cruise. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that's a real, that's a great point that just to, for our listeners, what, what but what Robin is talking about is we, we did, there was like a March Madness style voting going on and it was with, one of them was movies and the other one was Disney characters, I think, right? And so mm-hmm. it, you, the, every day you, there were, um, you would vote between, or not every day, but every, every time it was up, you would vote between either two movies or two characters and it whittled down from like the March Madness bracket bracket does in the, for the NCAA tournament, you know, down by half each each week I, I think it was. And and then in the end we had like a winner movie and a winner character and it was really fun, but there was a lot of controversy. I remember not
0: bad controversy. Posting, yeah. yeah,
3: not bad controversy. Like actually really quite funny and fun controversy over like, you know, does Beauty and the Beast beat Aladdin or you know, <laughs> that sort of a thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I think Sam's friend and I who are who is cruising with with us. uh, I think he and I had some fun, fun. Yeah,
3: in fact, we would text each other based on sometimes on uh, based on how the voting was going. Can you
0: believe these people and what they're saying?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that Rapunzel is losing to Moana or whatever it was? (laughs) So
0: so how how much work goes on in the background here? I mean, starting a Facebook group is like, oh, no big deal, right? I'll just throw up a Facebook page and, you know, we'll start moderating a group. Would you say, whoa that's a lot more work than you think it's going to be and what what what's involved there
1: so i i want to say i mean there there is a quite depends on how many people sign up in like any given week because what we try to do is we try not to make the questions so difficult, and they're they're absolutely not personal, um, like the entry questions. So i ch- joined a group where they're like, "What cabin are you in?" And it was like, "No, no, 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 no." Or what, yeah. "What's your reservation number?" And it was like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> You're not giving your reservation number out to anybody. But we kind of want to try to weed out if we can, like those who just want to join to either sell something or do whatever. So it does take a little, you know, if you see somebody who you just want to kind of look at their profile to make sure that they're going on the cruise. And then I think, you know, with Rainy, I think with the fish extender, it's probably a lot more work than what I do because I don't do that at all. I have a system now.
2: <laughs> I have a system um, the, and, you know, people sign up and then I do confirm That I got their signups because the worst thing can happen is somebody signs up, it doesn't go through, you put all the groups together and they're not on it. Mm. Right? So I, I do that. But then I really don't have very much work to do until the deadline. And then I have to actually confirm that people actually still want to do it and they're still cruising and they understand the expectations still. And then I put that out. And then for me personally, once I put those fish extender groups out, I do it all through personal email and I tell everybody if you have any changes or any issues, do a reply all. And make your changes.
1: Yeah, it's as much it's as much work or as little work as you want to put into it, really. I mean, we didn't have to do the bracket. I didn't, you know, the, but another group we were in had suggested it, and Rainey and I had both talked about it. And I was like, this is a great idea to spark some kind of conversation that isn't necessarily, oh, what do you do on Castaway Key, Or what do you do, you know, what do you suggest to do in the Bahamas? Or what do you, you know, so it was just another way to spark a different kind of conversation. And we certainly didn't have to do it twice, but if yeah. it's was, it was fun, yeah. I think also when people have those kind of activities in a cruise group,
2: if they participate, they become more invested in the actual cruise members,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and it's easier to have conversations when you're standing in line and it and if you wind up being in a fishing center group with that person, you really want to do something. They're not a stranger to you anymore,
4: yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and so I think in you know investing in those kind of connections is is valuable. Mm-hmm.
3: Let's talk meetups a little bit, because I think a, one thing that really comes out of a lot of these Facebook groups are various types of onboard meetups. Can you guys tell us, maybe we will start with Robin, uh, tell us what kinds of meetups you have maybe helped facilitate or participated in that have born out of some of these Facebook groups?
1: Well, a long time ago, the only kind of meetups that you really kind of could do were like a meet and greet and we the very first cruise that, that Rainey and I were on we did this meet and greet in and I and I never remember the bar names or anything <laughs> it was the bar off the lobby on the magic Or okay. that's like in the lobby you know so not the ramenade but the one yeah, and we all met there because it was centralized it was open to kids you know because it's not really a bar mm-hmm. it's a, a lobby and there was enough Case that if you just wanted to walk through and be like, oh, hi, I'm, you know, so and so and we and make it quick and easy because you do it before the mustard drill and that way nobody feels an obligation to make small talk if they don't, you know, if they don't like whoever I don't know. Or, you know, if it's you're gonna or if you want to just meet up and say, Hey, this is where we're gonna be, this is like pre Wi Fi on board, pre everything on board. So get a meet and greet like the first day. And then from there, you could maybe say, oh, I'm in Cabin, if you weren't participating in the Effie. I'm in Cabin, so-and-so, would you like to meet? Would your kids and us, our kids like to meet for ice cream social or do something at that point? Somehow then it evolved into people doing the mixolo- their own private mixologies. And I really can't remember when that was a thing. It was, it was a cruise cruise that I was just in like five years ago or whatever. And the admin there, somebody had said, oh, I'm going to do this mixology. Does anybody want to do it? And it was, that was, that was awesome.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those have become pretty popular. It seems like now doing so for the listeners. So there's mixology classes on board for the adults and you sign up for them ahead of time and pre book, like you do an excursion. And they're often, they're on sea days, but sometimes on port days as well. To, to Robin's point, in these cruise groups, you can request for Disney to do a private mixology session. And so you you get a group of, I don't know, 20, 30 people, all of, of co- course, all adults, and, and you set up a mixology. And then that way, it's only people signed up from this cruise Facebook group.
0: It seems like, I, I'd love your guys' take on this. It seems like Disney is making it harder and harder to do those private meetups a little bit.
3: I think that Disney has definitely
1: evolved in the last few years and has made it more difficult because they want. I, I mean, I don't know their motives, but the guess is that they want you to sign up for their mixology. You know, mm-hmm. cause they offer it, too, as part of the cruise group. They offer a mixology class or a rum tasting class or, you know, a, there's a myriad of things that you can sign up for the, in the onboard activities when you are able to sign up for your, you know, your offshore and all that activities. The problem, I think, what people were finding was that they were full.
4: Right. By the mm-hmm. time
1: the silver, you know, packed away members or either the, the newbies could never get into anything like that. And it was another way for a group to say, you know what, why don't we just do this on our own? It's a, you know, it's another version of a meet and greet. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I've have- never
3: done mixology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we haven't done it. I don't think we've done a mixology class. Either. No,
3: but we did the tea. There was a,
0: yeah, we had an onboard tea. An
3: on onboard tea, right. uh, yeah. That one of I I, was, I, I think it was I can't remember who it was that organized, but it was through the Facebook group that we were on with you guys. Oh, oh and, yes,
1: it was my neighbor. Yes, my my good friend and my neighbor Jeanette. She was the one who organized it because that was what she really wanted to
3: do with a uh, high tea, and we said go for it. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was fun. Although to to piggyback on the comments about Disney making it harder, I felt like there was a lot of.
3: It was in a small space
0: in a small space, not, I felt enough like they, seats. not enough seats. And like, it was like, here is one finger sandwich per person, you know? And, <laughs> l- and l- you're just sort of like, this isn't, this doesn't feel like Disney. This feels yeah. like, you know, right.
3: Well, yeah, we, I think we, ca- we kind of expected something a little bit more like the tea that they not with characters, but a little bit more like a sit down tea, which is what you get when you're think of high tea. Yeah. Once upon a
2: time, long, long ago on our first several cruises, you could reserve a Palo High Tea for five dollars a person.
3: No. Wow! Oh God, that's a steal.
0: Well, it was. I, th- I thought the other thing that I saw interesting in our cruise group from that cruise was, uh, so, yeah. So somebody was organizing a VIP tour ahead of the cruise, and they they sort of said, "Look, we're getting a VIP tour. We'd love to spread the cost out." And so we've got, I think it was like eight more slots on our tour. If you're interested, raise your hand. Here's the date and time that it will start. We're planning to just hit all four parks and do all the thrill rides. And I thought, I was like, I actually contemplated. I don't don't think we were flying in the day they were doing the VIP tour. or We were flying in that day. We were flying in that day. And I was like, we should do this and we should back our flight up because this is probably our one and only chance to actually do one of these things. And so it was a really good cruise group. I don't know if you guys, I think the two questions I'd have for you are, what do you think it was about that group that sort of made it work? Was it that it was a lot of repeat cruisers, a unique itinerary? Is there anything you sort of gleaned from how that group worked that you've been able to sort of carry forward into other groups that you found particularly effective? And I don't know, you know, if there's not specific to that group, but if you've had any just really sort of, Ron, I think you're the one who mentioned lessons learned, you know, what have been some of those lessons learned? Some of those hard lessons learned maybe through the, through the, through the, through the groups?
2: I think it helps to have people who are like, who are experienced with cruising and have done a lot of cruising with Disney so they can offer the experiences they've had without being pushy about it. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things about our group was that we had so many people of different, different backgrounds who were cruising. We had people who'd been on a lot of cruises. We had people who'd been on this particular cruise itinerary before, which was super helpful. We had people of different professions who were offering different things and we just had a lot of chattiness going on and a lot of people with with nice personalities who wanted to contribute and sometimes you get a group like that and sometimes you get a really quiet group mm-hmm. And so some of it, I think, is definitely luck of the draw. Uh, We really lucked out for the most part last year. And it was nice that people were sharing the information they had. And, you know, piggybacking off the VIP tour, we also had people who were sharing cabanas. Mm -hmm. We had people who were sharing excursions. Mm Well, that's and right.
3: So, people who had booked outside excursions because some of the Disney ones had filled up.
2: Yeah. And so that, and we had, I think we had a couple people on there who even like they wound up linking their dining reservations so that some people could eat in Palo that wouldn't otherwise get to because they couldn't, they weren't able to book first, you know, fast enough. And so I think, I think the fact that it was started so early and that there were a lot of engaging things going on and just the basic mix of personalities allowed people an environment where they could, you know, nurture those those connections and really share an experience together. It's
1: a really good, because that's what I think that we really try to do when ruin Rainy and I, I mean, I'm going to speak for her too. When we do admin this group is that it can be very overwhelming for someone who's brand spanking new to Disney cruising or somebody who's only been on one or two to join and see all of this stuff that goes on. I I've seen so many times where people are like, how do you fit this all in? And (laughs) and what I like to have, in a group is lots of people who are also like you don't have to fit it all in. Mm-hmm. You just you, you, this your cruise needs to be your cruise, and we're just you know just take everybody's advice worth of, a grain of salt. But I think it's nice to have people who are like you know you do you, but this is what I this is my number one thing that I wish I had learned my first cruise, or this was the number one thing that I have to do every single cruise, and everything else doesn't have to you know I don't it doesn't yeah. matter yeah. That's a good point. It, is, it can be very, very, very overwhelming if you join a group and let's say you don't say anything, and you see somebody saying, "Oh, I like Paolo for this and Paolo for that," and the characters here and this excursion and this class and this whatever, and go to the gym every day at nine a.m. or whatever. <laughs> so, I think it's good to have you know some experienced cruisers who are who like to calm the the new per, the new people down. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right. And so you yeah. don't have to do fish extenders. You don't have to eat at Paula. You don't yeah. have, you know, yeah. You don't have to do an excursion at every port. Yeah. I think those, it, it is nice to see, um, some experienced it? cruisers doing that. Well,
2: oh, and also, I mean, there, there are so many things going on. I think, you know, if you, if you were to put in a suitcase, all of the supplies that everybody is saying to bring for everything <laughs> all <of> the clothes <laughs> and all of the get it's like, it's impossible to do. And so, I definitely have seen people who all they want to do all day is the fish extender or all they want to do all the time. Like they're really, really pushing for their kids to get involved and that. That's actually a very good aspect is there are kids who really, it's helpful for them to know people beforehand. And then there are also kids who don't necessarily care about that, but their parents really
3: want them to know people. And so, you know,
2: you have to kind of know what your kid is comfortable with and not push them into it, but make it available to them if they want it.
3: Yeah. For us, it was super helpful um, to sort of, meet a couple of people on through the Facebook group ahead of time. And then it, introduce our kids on the first day of the cruise of similar, mm-hmm. similar age and gender. Um, and it helped our kid to feel more comfortable going to the kids club and, you know, feeling like he had a friend that might be there when he got there, that sort of a thing. But I think you're right. Every, every kid is different in, in that way. And, and people, you have to know your own kids and know what they'll be comfortable with
0: it's and it, If there's one thing I've sort of learned in my involvement with the Disney community thus far, there are lots of people out there who think there's only one right way to do Walt Disney World, only one right way to do a Disney Cruise, only one right way to do DVC. And I find it really helpful when you meet people who say, no, no there's no right way to do any of this. Like you, you need to do you.
3: Except um, Palo Br-
0: Brunch. Well, so like, <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. Okay, but, but you need you need to do but you need to do you what's right for your family. And you know, you're gonna develop your own right way to do this stuff. Just make sure that when people ask for your opinion, you sort of let them know it's just this is what we do, but it's not, not necessary. You're not gonna not have fun on a Disney cruise if you don't do Palo Brunch. Now, once you had Palo Brunch, you may not ever want to not do Disney <laughs> Cruise without doing it again. But you know, but you don't have to do that on your first cruise, your second cruise or your 15th cruise to have a good time on a on a Disney cruise. It's your mileage may vary. So, yeah.
2: I'm still finding things on these cruises that I didn't know about in the past. Just the last I'm, I'm actually the last cruise I was on, I found out about this mocha experience at the Cove Cafe, Ooh. which is the like the cafe area, dining area right next to the adult pool. Mm-hmm. And. Well, it was just two cruises ago. I found out that they have these amazing little snacks in there, which are just like the cranberry bliss bars at Starbucks, and mm-hmm. they're free. So that was great news. So then I made a practice of getting those all the time. But then somebody told me just on our last cruise about this Mocha Experience. I really want. I never found a day to do it, and I was like, I but I was really looking forward to it because somebody on the cruise group mentioned it, and I'd never had it before. And and this I've been on uh, several cruises, but even as many cruises you're on, you're still learning new things and some things you repeat and some things you don't repeat. And so that's one of the best benefits of these Facebook groups is the more people you have who are contributing and have done different things, you learn things each and every time.
1: Oh yeah, I love it hearing when people give advice on the cruises because on on the pages because I, you know, like I like you just said, maybe that I learn stuff, I learn stuff all the time.
0: Well, it's, and we had a guest on recently who said, you know, look, the Disney park uh, you went to last week is not going to be the Disney park you visit this week. Like Disney is changing constantly. These cruises are changing constantly like disney is looking for new ways to do things adjust things eliminate things put new things in rotation we we found out the last cruise we were on that they had a little printer to print whatever character you want on the top of your latte if that's really what you're into right and but that that was new that was net new to cove cafe the last cruise that we were on it may have been their two cruises prior but but you know they're constantly giving new offerings and so yeah i think i think what you knew and you loved may change even as you go so yeah All right. Well, with that, we're going to start into our rapid fire round, which I I like to kick over to Sam because it's her favorite part of the show. So Sam, you want to take away rapid fire?
3: Yeah. So these questions are your favorites. So there is no right answer. There is no wrong answer. And the first couple questions are just general Disney. And then after that, we'll focus on DCL since we've been talking about DCL so much on this episode. So... We'll do. I do
0: have, you know, I do have now a wrong answer button on the soundboard <laughs> that we got, so we could we could invoke it. I think it's it, no, no. I think it's this one.
3: <laughs>
0: there we go. We've got a wrong answer button.
3: <laughs> no, there are no wrong All answers. All right. Okay. Okay. So Rainy and Robin, your favorite Disney or Pixar character. Rainy, how about you oh, first?
2: Doctor Facilier.
3: Oh, very nice. So you like a, I knew you like the to say that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Robin. You were going to say Doctor Facilier too? No, I knew Rainy was oh, going to say that. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Robin, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character?
1: So it's Belle or it's Pooh Bear.
3: Oh, Depends on my day. Yeah. Well, those are both great <laughs> ones. Okay, now we'll start with Robin first on the second question, which is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie. Beauty of the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> we should have known, or it would have been The Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Guess, right.
0: <laughs> the brackets were rigged, I think. <laughs> the brackets
1: are... <laughs> I tried not to vote until everybody else had voted, because I was like, no, not, I'm not pushing the vote. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and Rainy, what is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Absolutely, Princess and the Frog. In fact,
2: it inspired me to love New Orleans, and I've traveled there a couple times, and it's like... My favorite place.
3: Oh, nice. You have you cruised out of New Orleans? No, you
2: know, I was really torn when they first started doing the cruises. I'm like, boy, if I'm in New Orleans, I really want to be in New Orleans. Mm. But now I'm kind of trying to like I'm trying to do like a three or four day New Orleans and then hop on a wonder because that's the only ship I haven't been on. And they have Tiana's place. And I feel like I must have that. Oh, you it. experiencing that. You'll love you it. Absolutely exactly. must have that. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. Okay. So Favorite Disney song, Rainy. We'll start with you.
2: Uh, well, I'm I'm all over this Princess and the Frog thing. I'm really into Almost There right now because, oh, as a great. teacher, it's very inspirational for kids.
3: Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, it's a great song. It's really fun, and it definitely has that New Orleans flair to it. Yes, Robin, your favorite Disney song? So I have I have so many, but I was I just rewatched the
1: the second disney sing-along that they did on tv and it reminded me that zero to hero is my favorite one to sing
3: (laughs) you gotta love that one that was a that was a really excellent um performance on the sing-along actually i've really enjoyed this the second sing-along much better than the first i thought it was just a light years better
2: i think the first one they did was just going to be like actually singing and then they realized they could make it into a Disney show and you could see the evolution from the first one to the second
1: one. So clearly. Absolutely. The production, yeah, the production of some of them, I was
3: like, Whoa, holy cow. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was yeah. amazing. It was great. I really loved the Disney Broadway singers. That yeah, came on I this show. Too. They mm-hmm. were amazing. Okay. Favorite DCL ship. So Robin, what is your favorite DCL ship?
1: I don't have one eye, so the one I'm
3: on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love the one you're with. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Rainy, what about you? Do you have a favorite? I
2: prefer the newer ships to the classic ships. I like the size of them and I'm I'm not super into rides, so the aqua dunk is not something I spend my time on on the magic. So I'm happier on the aqua duck.
3: <laughs> gotcha. So the fantasy or the dream versus the magic or the wonder. Yes. Oh, well, right. actually, I like the fantasy best because the cruises are longer. That's what we say. Same. We like we like the fantasy. The fantasies are our, our favorite. It, it's in part because it's the one we've sailed on the most. But also, if I have to choose, it's got to be a seven night itinerary over a five night or over a four night or three night itinerary for sure. Okay, favorite DCL port, Rainy. Let's start with you. Favorite DCL port. I
2: liked Venice. We went on the Mediterranean in 2014.
3: And even though
2: it was before the actual cruise started, I liked the town of Venice.
3: Oh, so yeah, it's a
2: beautiful if you're taken off from there, you get to stay some time there. That's fantastic.
3: Yeah, that's a really good, That's I mean, it's a beautiful place. All right, Robin, your favorite DCL port? Catchaway key. Yeah. yeah, Classic. <laughs> I mean, what's not to love, right? Okay, favorite Rotational dining restaurant. Ronnie, let's start with you. Oh, I'm all over Animator's Palette. Yeah. Great shows. And great I like that on the magic the best. Oh, what's what's the difference about the one on the magic? I can't remember. Magic
0: is just the show where the colors kind of the, the walls sort of black right. oh, and white and they right. turn to color.
3: Yeah, but no
2: matter which ship you're on, Animator's palette's so much fun.
3: All right, Robin, what is your favorite rotational dining restaurant? I don't know. I don't really have a favorite.
1: So easygoing when it comes to this, as long as they don't have to cook dinner or tell people or come to decide what's for dinner. And I don't. I mean, I. That's my biggest thing with my family is that I'm always the one who has to decide what we're eating and then bake it. So (laughs) if I don't have to decide what my kids or my husband is eating, that's my favorite place to be.
3: Perfect. So So really, again, love the one you're with. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Favorite adult dining. I love Palo brunch. That. Is something
1: that we try to do every single time. Last year, was my son was over the age of eighteen, so we actually got to bring him for the first time. We don't. We did Palo dinner years and years and years ago. But my husband wears a tie. Like he wears. He dresses up to go to work every day.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So he doesn't really want to do that when we're on vacation. So we haven't done dinner in ages because he doesn't want to bring that those clothes with him.
3: Yeah, I get that. That's a, and that's a valid reason too, right? I mean, that's another reason why not to maybe eat at some of these places. If you don't want to have to get dressed up and to your point, brunch is a little bit, certainly more casual than dinner is. Yeah,
1: you still have to wear long pants and closed-toe shoes, but you don't have to wear a jacket or a tie.
3: Absolutely. That's true. That's true. Rainy, what's your favorite adult dining? We have only done
2: Palo brunches because we we have rules on our cruise. You have to be together as a family for dinner and the show. And so we really like spending the dinner time together as a family. I suppose when my youngest is over 18, then maybe we'll go to a Palo dinner because we can all be together. But I actually really love the Palo brunch because... There's so much stuff and I've, I've gone so many times and I still have things I haven't tried yet. Mm-hmm. And so I do like to try everything there. We usually have the same serving attendant there. And so it's really nice to catch up with him. That's just it's, it's an iconic experience
3: favorite onboard food and favorite onboard drink. We'll kind of do them jointly. Rainey, well, why don't we start with you?
2: All right. So my favorite food is a tie between the ahi tower appetizer, and, which is like layers of avocado and ahi tuna. And that's amazing. And then also I, the hot lava cake. Mm. <laughs> yeah. if they serve that every night, I'd be so happy. Like, Every single night, <laughs> I just love it. I don't really, I don't really drink that much, but in the pool, if they bring me that banana calava, that's very good. Yeah,
4: I yeah, like that a lot. Yeah,
3: that's what another if, place you meet everybody from the group is sitting in that pool. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. What about you, Robin? Favorite onboard food and a favorite onboard drink?
1: I really enjoy the black truffle perset that I do believe are an appetizer at Innovator's Palette. Another thing I really enjoyed that's brand spanking new that shows that Disney is trying to be a little bit more accommodating is last year, notice, at the grill, they were offering vegan sausages, whereas, you know, up, up in previous times, the only thing you can get is a reheated black bean burger, and you were lucky if you could get that, unless you went to the buffet, <laughs> unless you went to Cabana's for lunch. And I really enjoyed that a couple of, days for lunch was the vegan sausage. It was, you know, I I didn't have to worry. I could see that they had kept it separate and all of that. And my favorite drink to treat myself would be a pina colava, the one with the raspberry puree in nice. it. And I don't drink very many of them because they're so full of sugar.
0: But <laughs> So speaking from speaking from experience, truffle presets can also be a main course because you can just have your server bring you about like five orders. of.
3: Them. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we know from experience or anything. No, no, I said speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, favorite part of the ship? I really love, what I
1: got to really love last year was on, well, we were on the fantasy, right? Yes, we were. Deck four, the the walking track, but you can sit on the, uh, yes. the chairs.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can just watch the ocean sail by. We don't usually get veranda rooms, so I don't sit on the veranda. That's my veranda. <laughs> <Deck> four. <laughs>
3: That's it. That's actually a really good tip. A lot of people, um, are, when they ask in a lot of these Facebook groups, should we get a veranda? Should we not get a veranda? And you you do see a lot of people answering that they don't get a veranda, but they spend a lot of time on deck four. Rainy, what about you? What's your favorite part of the ship?
2: I actually like that deck as well. I like it like kind of at sunset time and it's very, it's not too like hot out there but it's really nice. But my my very favorite place, this is going to sound so weird, is on deck three when you're walking from animators, this is on the fantasy, animators palette to the atrium. Is that deck three or deck four? I think it's deck three. There's this very long corridor and it's got the portholes on the left-hand side Mm -hmm. and it's got, it's got uh, Royal Court on the right-hand side. And there's just something so elegant and so wonderful about walking down that beautiful corridor. I don't care what time of day or night. I will always choose to get back to the cabin through that corridor. I just mm-hmm. love it.
0: Sorry, my Sorry, One of my favorite spots on the ship, the stairwell that goes between cabanas and the adult restaurants. Because they have this most amazing picture of from Ratatouille of Remy. I think it's Remy and Emile sitting overlooking the city of Paris. I just, I love that picture Uh, I think it's just amazing yeah
3: yeah well and then the shadow isn't the shadow of that one actually Walt and Mickey
0: yeah and that
3: there's like a hidden Walt and Mickey in that picture yeah really I think so yeah
0: I think they showed it to us on a one of the art of the ship tours yeah yeah oh and now I have to go check that out next
2: year
3: (laughs) 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 favorite onboard activity Oh, well, if Lady's in-laws are going to be a match mate, that's my favorite. Oh, that's right. I remember That's right. And now I remember oh that. Oh,
4: my.
2: Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking as soon as she said.
0: <laughs>
2: do you know people like came up to them the entire cruise after that it was so hysterical we could be anywhere in an elevator in a hallway it didn't matter walking to the cabin somebody knew them it was absolutely hysterical
3: <laughs> they were hilarious
2: my favorite place personally is the rainforest day spot it's not even day spot it's it's just a rainforest room and what that is for anybody who doesn't know is it's kind of like a turkish bath it's got various hot and wet and dry saunas. It's got themed showers with scents and different water experiences in it. It's got heated tile loungers and some hot tubs in it. And it's got different kinds of infused water there for you. That is one of my most favorite things to do on the Disney Cruise.
3: Yeah. Brian's a big fan also. And it's funny cause I hate it. So it it's <laughs> just goes to show you, right? Like everybody's got different tastes and I get why other people like it, but it's, it's one of those things. I, I don't, I love the spa, but I don't like the rainforest room. So it's funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> favorite DCL stage show. Wait, I don't think
0: we got, I don't think we oh, got Robin's favorite sorry. activity.
3: Yeah. Well, no, we did. It was the ma- match you made if no. Ronnie's <laughs> <brought his> in-laws <laughs> are on it. But, well, uh, other
1: than that, I, we, re- my husband and I enjoy uh couple's massage. That's a, the thing we love to look forward to all and whenever we go on vacation. Cause he's not a spa kind of person. Like he, and neither one of us really do it in real life. And we save that for, for when we're cruising. It's just something we can do. And the kids, we know, I mean, now they're both old enough, but when they were young enough, we knew they only wanted to be in the kid's club anyway. (laughs) So during the day, we would make sure, or we would wait until we could, you know, if it was a port that we didn't really want to do we could walk in. Sometimes that one of my tips that I like to give is that sometimes the spa has specials on days, So that's what we sometimes would look for in couples. Cru- I mean, a couple's massage
3: is something that we like. Yeah. We love the couples massage too. It's one of the things we, we don't do it every cruise, but it's definitely something that we do on, on, on our cruises fairly regularly. Okay. Favorite, uh, DCL stage show. Ronnie, let's start with you.
2: Okay, I got to say, during the time that we've been home, my husband wanted to plant a garden. No, and so
3: don't say instantly it instantly
2: <laughs> believe has been like a hot topic in our house. And every time we're going out to the garden, we're singing the garden. And we're and our neighbors must think we're absolutely like crazy. <laughs> but I, I like that one. It makes me cry at the end because you know, as you go through these cruises with your kids and you see them grow up and they go on to college and, and beyond, you know, those shows are so great at making you see that you have to really value the time you have with them. And that one has the scene at the end. I don't want to give it away too much where the dad is really understanding that valuing that time with your children is so important. And so I happen to love that show.
3: Yeah, no, it has a great lesson. All right, uh, Robin, your favorite DCL stage show.
1: I well, I have a, just a nostalgia, why it's my favorite nostalgia is the first cruise. We went on, my kids were actually on screen. They were interviewed for the, the Golden Mickeys. Oh. When you had to, they were, outside the, the Walt Disney Theater and as you were walking in like on the red carpet quote unquote, they were interviewed like they were celebrities and they showed it up on the screen as as like a pre-show type of thing. This was a long time ago. So I don't know that always has a place in my heart. Yeah, I yeah.
3: don't I, I don't think they did it on the last one that we went on that did the Golden Mickeys. I don't I don't remember there being a, a pre-show like that, but that sounds pretty cool. Okay. So your favorite itinerary, Robin, let's start with you. Gosh, I I really, really, really enjoyed the eleven
1: night last year, but I think that was probably because it was eleven night. <laughs> <laughs> I like the double dip cruises. Mm-hmm. I like the ones that go to Castaway Key twice. What about you, Rainey? I loved I love, love, loved the eleven
2: night. And I did like it because it was 11 nights. Because once you got to that seventh night, you knew you still had half a cruise left, which was awesome. There were a lot of places I hadn't been before. And I'm not normally one who cares about port adventures. If they had a cruise that just took off and then came back and never stopped anywhere, that would probably be my ideal cruise for seven nights. But I liked the itinerary last year because it had a lot of varied ports. And like we did the banana excursion and I learned all about banana you know, growth and production that was fascinating to me. And we did the monkey and turtle reserve, and that was amazing. And so there were just a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. And they also had some extra things on the 11 night that they don't normally have on the seven night in terms of shows and menus. And so I thought
3: that was great. So, okay. The last question in this rapid fire is your bucket list cruise.
2: I don't want to say anything from new Orleans because that's a short cruise. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I would definitely go for the length cruise. I don't really care about the ports that much. I would like to either do a Panama canal or transatlantic. What about you, Robin
3: bucket list cruise?
1: Uh, the Mediterranean that, well, the, the area in general is my, is my bucket list, but I would love to see it with
0: Disney. Well, thank you Rainy and Robin for being on the show tonight. It's been a lot of fun talking to you, reliving some memories from our Facebook group and our 11 night cruise, which is still probably my favorite cruise of the ones that we've taken. Yeah. It's been great having you both on.
1: Thanks so much for having us.
0: Well, it was a lot of fun talking to Rainy and Robin this evening and reliving some of the memories from our 11-night cruise and our Facebook group preceding the cruise. If you're uh, ever signed up for a Disney cruise and you see Rainy or Robin administering your Facebook group, just know you're in for a lot of fun. They are really great people and they drove a lot of great conversation in our Facebook group, so uh, it was just a lot of fun. So if you see them out there, say hello for us. I also want to be sure to announce our winner from the Quarantine Key 5K drawing that we did. And the winner of the drawing that we've Together, so we put everyone's name into a hat and we drew out amy.m2011. So amy.m2011, if you can email me at dclduo at gmail.com, we will sort out getting you your prize. So congratulations to amy.m2011. Thanks to everybody who came out this Memorial Day weekend and ran the Quarantine Key 5K. A lot of great pictures, a lot of great people, a lot of positive energy. We had a lot of fun with it. I did want to say we're leaving the t-shirts up on the site until the end of the month. So if you want to pick up a souvenir, remember the profits will go to Give Kids the World. We did manage to raise, along with our matching funds and my employer's own match, a little over $1,200 for Give Kids the World out of t-shirt sales. So that is a great number. We're super excited. At the end of the month, if there are more t-shirt sales, we'll make sure to include that in the tally and uh, send that off to Give Kids the World. So thanks, everybody, for participating in the Quarantine Key 5K. Just a lot of fun. Great to see everyone's photos out there. Also want to be sure to read one of our five-star reviews on air. We've gotten a lot over the last couple of weeks, and so we're going to read them one at a time as we go. But this one comes from a. Gen- Gemco or a-g-e-m-c-o who writes great podcasts fun podcast about disney parks cruise line run disney and more good tips for trip planning and great interviews thanks well thanks to Gemco, we really appreciate it for the review and it really keeps us going and motivated to keep doing the podcast so thanks everybody again for listening this week please remember to subscribe to the podcast you can keep getting great content from the dcl duo each week Please also leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews are really helpful in making the podcast visible to everyone out there in the community. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at DCL Duo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. We post a little thank you video up from the Quarantine Key 5K if you wanna take a look. It was a lot of fun to make with our son. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on this show were solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have a question about a Disney cruise or a Walt Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. <laughs>